Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, here with my co-host, Patty Marbury. Hi. And Patty, I have a question for you. What's that? Do you ever feel like you do your work in silos? Um, yes, sometimes. Yeah. I do feel that way sometimes. I think we've probably all seen or been worked somewhere where it felt like the whole organization was walled off from one another and we didn't know what the people in the cube farm next to us were doing or how that all like worked together to do anything for the organization's goals. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So today we're here with two guests who've been quiet and acting like they're little church mice here while I've done my intro. Um, We have some guests to talk with us about cross-functional teams, a decidedly unsexy topic that actually is a really (laughs) cool thing to talk about. Um, Today we have Shannon Wampler, who is the Director of Strategic Operations and Procurement here at UVA, along with Josh Breeden, who's a business analyst in financial reporting and operations, which, yeah, we always call it, we always call it FRO, so I had to think, no, it's not that, it's not that. Well, we've also had an identity (laughs) crisis for so long. Yeah, we we definitely have that. They're the artist formerly known as controller, formerly known as comptroller. So, oh, um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, we had so many changes. Yeah. That one didn't even take. No, See what happens when you get together? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Right. You learn all kinds when of things. When you're a cross-functional podcasting team today, we will all learn from one another. So we started thinking about cross-functional teams because here in finance, um, we've only existed as an organization for, what, three years? As, as we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of organizations are like this. You have people that you work next door to or you are part of an administrative unit or part of some department and you really, once the work leaves your hands or before it comes to your hands, you're really not sure what all the processes are. And so when it comes time to improve something or fix something or think about doing something different, we're often at a loss for Mm -hmm. what to do or what the steps even should be. Um, and who has their hands on everything. And finance, of course, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, you know that we're undergoing a transformational process right now. So it's something that we've been thinking a little bit more about. And when we thought that this would be a good topic, Patty and I thought, of course, of Shannon and Josh, because... They're cool folks. And they asked to be on every single Yeah, episode. they have some, they have some right. collaboration fatigue. Yeah. See, I was going to say. To the point where Josh has been like, can I not do that? I know, I heard that podcast, that episode on collaboration fatigue, yeah. and I was like, are they talking to me? I know. <laughs> we were thinking about you most of the time. Did they at me? <laughs> so Josh and Shannon have both um, been a part of several teams, so I'm going to let them tell a little bit about how that's looked for them, so you can start to get an idea in um, concrete instead of abstract what we're talking about. Well, like, what are the ones that we've been on together? The continuous improvement one, that one's new. Yeah. Um, we worked together on migrating a bunch of reports for procurement. Uh, yeah. Josh actually helped us do that. Yeah. But then also helping getting a bunch of reports into our new reporting system. Yeah. So, I mean, I've worked on, helped with procurement projects. I'm on a payroll project right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do a lot of things within financial reporting and operations that aren't necessarily my area that I was hired to do. So, I've, I've, 
I feel like I'm always looking for some somebody to help just because I like learning everybody's right. mm-hmm. like I like learning the different areas. Well, Josh was on the employee engagement oh. group, and you know that's <laughs> so many. That's definitely <laughs> oh, extracurricular. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. And then what we do kind of in procurement is is cross-functional in terms of getting out in the field because when we're doing an RFP um, to buy something, it's getting the people that use that stuff together and say, what are you do, what are you, who are you using to buy this stuff from and what are you using it for? So a lot of the times we're getting to learn a whole bunch of cool stuff there too. So just naturally in your job, you have to, to be cross-functional as far yeah. as to, to be able to make good decisions like that. Yeah, that one I would call more like outreach too, mm-hmm. but um, it definitely does involve learning a lot of things from people who don't do what I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the podcast host in me is itching over here because I'm like, oh, there's so many good things that they're talking about. Um, but to basically what I'm hearing is that you've got a group of people that you've been working with, different groups of people that are different from your direct colleagues in your department. These are folks from different departments across UVA and sometimes external to UVA. Yeah. And you're working together on solving a specific problem or implementing something or yeah, or fact that. fact finding like you said yeah because mm-hmm. that that is a lot of the times is what is wrong with this process as you see it and then how can we fix it so mm-hmm. the, and the fixing it might go on much later but it's mostly just hearing from people what how does this affect you cool mm-hmm. so what do you think are the benefits i mean you've already mentioned some of it but what are the benefits of working in cross-functional teams as you've experienced it I mean, I've just found that working on one cross-functional team with somebody, it kind of generates a working relationship with them. So next time you need something that you might not have Mm -hmm. the answer to, you can go to that person. If they don't have it, they'll have another contact. So working on those teams is just beneficial to everyone because in the long run, you're all going to end up being more connected and find the right solution. Yeah, relationship building. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we've both done that pretty recently. Like, um, he's really good at the UBI, um, which is our reporting system, um, back-end kind of stuff. And I don't know that code as well. And so we had a problem trying to find everybody who buys K-cups at the university. Um, what a and weird problem. And so the problem is, though, that like the way, because of the way our system is, if you, you can call K-cup many different things. So right. it could be a coffee pod. It could be a K-cup, capital K. And so we wanted to be able to find that stuff all in one search. And I, and I knew that Josh runs these reports all the time really well. And so instead of going like, who am I going to ask for this stuff? I just emailed him. And then he had something too. It was like a recon thing. Yeah. Somebody had a problem. Um, Closing out a PO or. Yeah. And, you know, and so Josh knew that that's like, I know that our accounts payable and purchasing stuff because I should hopefully. <laughs> that's but so also the same thing. Instead of taking a long time to get something done, he was just like, let me ask Shannon. And because we help each other out now, I will answer his thing probably over somebody else's email that came in earlier. Right, so it's about building the relationships. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, ta- we thought about this topic of cross-functional teams specifically as it applies to continuous improvement, which is a focus of finance for a long time, finance in, in, at UVA specifically, but it's a focus for lots of organizations. Um, but also as a part of the transformation project. So I can see how relationship building would be a great foundation for that, that 
if you are not in silos, you know more how what somebody how somebody else's work applies to your work or who to contact for things, how that would be great for continuous improvement. But how else do you see it being useful in that continuous effort to get better at what we do? How does how do these teams of people from different areas working together contribute to that, the success of continuous improvement? Well, for, I think a, a lot of it goes like, I used to work in our supplier diversity area, and this is kind of the core of why we push that. And it's not really like quota-based stuff, but you get innovation when you get people who think differently at a table. And so sometimes we have to realize like, uh, nobody else thinks the way I do, and mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, unless you're me, because I tend to be dictatorial in how I think about things. <laughs> I ruled with iron fist. <laughs> but, um, but so the nice me has to say, like, you know, maybe I'm not always right, even though that's not true. <laughs> um, no way. But yeah, I know. But so you have to realize that when you when you invite other perspectives to talk about something. Um, you may get an answer that you would have never thought of. Yes. Yeah. And, right. and that kind of conversation is going to drive new ways of doing things, which is what we really need. Because I was telling Brady earlier, like in, in my department, we have all been there for forever. Mm -hmm. And so what we really need is some, a kick in the pants to really think about innovating and doing new things. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that is that, you know, you said you get to hear from people a way of doing things that you never would have heard of before. Mm -hmm. But I think it's cool too that they get to speak that way. Like maybe right. they would have never had the opportunity to comment on that thing. Yeah. I mean, I think about you in payroll, Josh. Like that's not your area. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but, but as a communications person, I sit in a, several meetings about payroll with Josh. And the strength that I see you bringing to those meetings is that you see things from your reporting perspective. Mm -hmm. and often your comments are the ones that, like Shannon was saying, make people go, oh. Right. And mm -hmm. you've been able to improve a process that you normally wouldn't have touched. You just wouldn't have had the opportunity. And I was listening to Shannon just now, and I kind of take, when I'm in these kinds of meetings, uh, like talking about continuous improvement, I love that kind of stuff. But I'm not necessarily the one coming up with the ideas. I kind of like take what people say and run with it. It like gets my wheels turning, so I might not get there. So it's nice to have... The new expert, yeah. like other perspectives get the expert knowledge take it and see what I can spin it to mm -hmm. like try to improve it like mm -hmm. that so I, I wouldn't say I necessarily drive the ideas but like once did it once it's there my right. wheels don't stop <laughs> yeah I'm that way too and that's a diversity too if you think about it in the way of how people think because there are some people who are just the idea havers and then some people but they're not usually the best at following through because they're busy <laughs> yeah. having another idea yeah and so they really need people who can be like oh yeah let's let's run with it here's what we're going to do and yeah. here's a, a little minute improvement that would make it even better right. and i think we're both that way yeah it plays to people's strengths then like it, yeah. it encourages a collaborative culture that like allows people to contribute in the, the ways that make them that they're good at and maybe stretch a little at the same time oh yeah because well because if you had a whole table flow of idea havers then nothing would ever get done <laughs> Except, I mean you'd have a wall full of great ideas but then it would just be like oh remember when we were talking about that 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. So you really need, I mean, that you need that mix in terms of all kinds of stuff, where people come from and where their perspectives are, but in ter- just in terms of, like, how they think and, and what kind of idea person they are, because you need someone who can actually follow through with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about, in my role, I've gotten to ex- to be in parts of meetings where people are talking about things that I have no idea what it is because I'm the communication person and I don't I don't do no finance. <laughs> but the it's cool that you on a cross functional team you get the opportunity to see how all the things work or at least a bigger piece of the puzzle. And I think that's hard in a big organization like the university where you see your day-to-day tasks and you don't really know how that translates into the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I think cross-functional teams help you see that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I love those aha moments yeah. in cross-functional team meetings where it's like, oh, that is how that affects my part. Yeah. Right. Like once you can yeah. finally put all those pieces together, I think that's another great thing about cross-functional teams and kind of taking the backseat and listening <laughs> and getting the the knowledge. Yeah, so I mean, you know where all the pieces fit in with your part, but you also know like I've been in meetings where people, like, you've suddenly realized why some other group or a stakeholder in the process gets so upset at things, because you didn't realize how it affected them. Mm -hmm. And you were like, oh, no, we're going to do it this way. And they're over there going, what? (laughs) No, that's going to set everything on fire. And you didn't even know. And it's not, I mean, it it takes time and energy to, to remember to ask for that kind of feedback and to include everybody in a group and all that. I mean, like, instead, like, I would just prefer to just go ahead and do what I thought was right. But, of course, that's not the right way to do things because then I'm not getting that information that I, that I really, at the end of the day, need. Um, that's just how my personality works is I'm, I'm like, just go with it. Let's do it. Except <laughs> when you invite all, you know, people who are affected by what you're doing um, to the table to talk about stuff, then you then you really do learn a better idea of how it affects people. And I bet too, I don't know, I, w- I would say you probably agree, Josh, like when, the, in the work that we do, which has, a, it's very data heavy, when we're seeing all of the transactions that go through the entire university, you get a better idea of what's going on out there. Like we're buying animal parts and, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, just sit there and think about like all of the research that's going yep. on and okay, all yeah. of everything that's, that's happening, like, oh, you're sending people to Cuba, you're in Nepal, we're sending payment wires over there so they can buy stuff in Nepal. And you just think about like, wow, this is a really big machine that we're a part of. And bringing your mind outside of all of that is awesome. It's awesome to realize that what you're doing impacts the research, the right, teaching. Right, I was going to say the yeah. mission of the university. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It really does so make you up. feel more connected to yeah. what's going on. If I were yeah. going to use some jargon, I would say it brings us in alignment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very good. Alignment. Hashtag alignment. <laughs> um, so you're talking about the effort that it sounds like that there's some effort maybe getting used to functioning in cross-function teams cross-functional teams contemplative yeah (laughs) can't say it um so i want to talk about two things with you all like how what are talk about a little bit like that kind of getting used to it kind of phase and then i want to go on the flip side and talk more about like how that translates into the speed of the work getting done when you get past that phase because Generally, if you know anything about cross-functional teams, 
you know that one of the things that people tout is they help get you to get work done faster. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. That that you can do things with more speed because maybe the fact finding doesn't have to take so long. You've got all the right people at the table or the, the trial and error, the mistakes that come if you don't know everything that you need to know with people from all parts of the process or people who are all different. But there is, um, I think, a learning curve on getting used to cross-functional teams, especially if you've been in a more siloed organization. So maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Uh, one of the things that stuck out to me when I was reading those articles um, before, I forget which specific article it was, but... <clears throat> Josh is referring to, we did a little pre-reading just to get us warmed up. Yes, pre-reading. And I'll link no, it in the No, we show just notes. know everything. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, we're just tomes. Research. Or research. <laughs> um, but one of the articles pointed out how, as members of cross-functional teams, we have to remember that our teammates have other priorities, too, because they're right. likely working on other teams. You don't live, eat, sleep, and breathe payroll. <laughs> and I'm the kind of person that shoots off an email, and I, like, want an answer within, like, five minutes. So that was, like, the hardest part for me is... Josh will straight up show up at your desk. <laughs> I will sometimes. <laughs> if I need it. But what, I, what I've learned is, like, especially being on a big project, like a system Im- implementation for payroll, um, since we're inputting a new HR payroll system at the university... Um, for the listeners that may not know. <laughs> um, Be glad you're not us. <laughs> when you have those different moving pieces, it's okay to shoot that email off and be patient because you're going to get a better answer in the long run if the person's not just shooting off something right back right. to you. Yeah. So, and just keeping in mind, like you said, like there, like your your role, mm-hmm. you know, you're partly on payroll, but right. you're not the payroll guru sitting there waiting for payroll things. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the hardest part for me, but. Um, learning that lesson has been a big help for me professionally because, I mean, this is, I've only been at the university for three years. This is my first job out of college. So, you know, I I didn't really have the whole pre-UVA finance, like breaking out of the silos and cross-functional teams. So it's been a learning, like all of this has been a learning curve for me in general. So, yeah, I don't know if that's probably good. (laughs) That answered your question. No, that's cool. But so speaking from the perspective of someone who had been here longer than Shannon, like, what what is it? What's what are some of the other things that are hard to keep well, in mind? I'm probably on the other end from what's annoying Josh. Like <laughs> when, I, when I'm that, that's one thing that I found has helped is um, because I have so many different projects that I'm working on. Like my entire job is project based. Um, if I was the one you know, in my dream state where I'm doing everything myself and in control. <laughs> um, what often happens to me, though, is that I will let stuff go for forever because I'm moving on to something else and it's like squirrel um, or like, you know, over there. So because it's just hard to keep my attention on anything. So what has what really helps me in these teams is having other people that you're accountable to. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, like they're doing, I might be doing, like on a, on a project I was just on, we implemented um, a new supplier registration system for our whole e-procurement thing. And um, I was really on the team to be part of the give communications help for it. But then you have somebody on there who is really good at project managing and somebody who's really good at vendor stuff and somebody who was really good at some other stuff. And my job was to do the communications for this. And so if, if I had been in charge of that or the project or whatever, I just wouldn't have gotten done. But I knew that they were waiting on me to do stuff 
for them. And so I got it out, and just because I had that, that like, nag, it, it wasn't <laughs> nagging, but it was, it's part of yeah. the team. It's, they're moving yeah. forward, and they need you. Yeah. So, right, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier with relationship building, because I think part of working with, the, the benefit of working with a cross-functional team and developing those relationships is that you then do have that accountability. Yeah. So that you feel like, oh well, you know, I don't want to see Shannon in the hallway if I haven't delivered. I know, yeah, and you don't you want could. to let people down, especially right. if they're not ones that you have been who know you really right. well and if you've been working with for right. forever in your silo or whatever. Yeah, they so. don't have the context for you to know. Oh, Shannon will get it to me. Yeah, or like <laughs> Shannon's really busy. She's got yeah. these other projects, so we'll just wait. It's like no, we're, we're this train's moving and you need to get on it. Yeah. And I knew that was you know I didn't want to let anybody else down, so I made the effort to to do what they needed. So do you think it's made you, like, a better professional? Like, a better professional? <laughs> totally. That's so great. <laughs> totally. I think I've said stuff, like, 50 times so far, so. We're keeping it real. Can we Finance make this Miners. a drinking game? <laughs> <laughs> with, with my mossy water and your deer park. <laughs> so, like, how many times does Shannon say whatever? <laughs> but truly, how has, it, how has it changed you as a professional to be a part of these cross-functional teams? I mean, just going back to one of the first things I said, I was just learning so much. I feel like I have a little bit of knowledge about a lot of things, but when I'm collaborating with people, that little bit of knowledge can help us get to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, as a professional at the university, yes, absolutely, it's helped me. And I would step in <laughs> on, like, you particularly, and for all the younger younger professionals listening, Josh mentioned already that he, this is his first job out of college. And I remember when you got here and you were new in your role and interviewing you. And I thought of you then as, oh, Josh, he's such a child. Um, <laughs> Friday is going to be my three years. That's wow. being here. crazy. I Time flies. That yeah. <laughs> Time flies. Yeah. And you're having fun. Yes, so much fun. So I think I had you in a focus group for training on like day one. It's a long time ago. It feels like first day on the job. <laughs> yeah. well, you're probably like, I have no idea what's going to Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a moment. But I think about Josh and folks like Josh who are young professionals. And I think it sounds to me like what I've seen of your I, and I've been exposed to this because I write a lot about what project groups are doing, right? You know, mm-hmm. results of things. And Josh is on a lot of stuff. And Shaman's on a lot of stuff. Like, if we search the blog on people's names, <laughs> like, you, like if we did a word cloud, you'd see Josh and Shannon pretty <laughs> prominently. But um, I think about how if you were a young professional starting off in finance, there would be a good op- possibility that in a more traditional working environment, people would not know you for a really long time and they would not know what you were capable of for a really long time. And the fact that you have a little bit of collaboration fatigue right now, I think speaks to the fact that people have figured out that you know what you're talking about. And that you, yeah, well that you have, he's learned to fake it, that, that he has something to contribute like you were talking about. And same with you, Shannon. I mean, mm-hmm. because you guys have gotten into the fray, busy people become more busy because we know what you can do. And as a young professional, that's a great thing. You don't have to sit and like count the beans for as long as no, Yeah, time. think about how great it is for your um, self-esteem, especially as a younger person starting out. You know, you tend to go, especially in finance, 
Um, I didn't. I I studied politics in college. I have oh, no idea about that. Oh, you should come talk math. to me and Patty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, and I've, I've, I got, I almost failed math in third grade because I couldn't tell time, and I still can't. So it's funny to, that I'm in like a. In, Jokes in on them. We have iPhones. I know. <laughs> um, but you know, so you start out, and you're very unsure of how work works, and what do people do, and yeah. how does everything. But to be able to to get the, especially so early, because that's kind of how I got started around here too, and that was like 15 years ago almost, um, was I was lucky enough to start in a job where I just landed in these projects and yeah. and bit by bit. You get exposure like, oh, so yeah. much. Like, I'm, I know stuff. Because mm-hmm. you, I think your natural yeah. thing is whatever that's called, um, imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. You just tend to think that, especially when you're younger and everybody else knows everything. You're like, oh, I'm dumb. They're smart. Right. And then you realize mm-hmm. I have something that I can contribute to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I was gonna going off that, going back to our first interview together, Brandy. When I was, I was talking about how great it is that we have managers in within UVA Finance that allow us to try yeah like we're very encouraged little did to, you know what that would lead like, to <laughs> yeah try this <laughs> i was so naive <laughs> but i think that's like one of the cool things about our organization is that we aren't afraid to try new things and while we might have some collaboration and change fatigue we see the benefits that can come from pushing forward and going for improvement continuous yeah. improvement yeah. and <laughs> Go ahead. What I was going to say is um, a little preview of a, of a podcast to come is going to be about trust. Mm-hmm. And as you guys were talking a lot about, and particularly what you just said about we have managers that allow us to try, um, that's a big thing with trust, with mm-hmm. building trust in an organization, is giving people the, um, the opportunities to do things that maybe you don't think they normally do in their job or would be part of their job. And so uh, give them the chance to try, give them the chance to fail and learn. There's more opportunities to see what people are good at and to see what their potential is, like for leadership or different roles. Yeah. And so this, you know, this talk, I think will lead nicely into how do you build trust in an Mm -hmm. organization. Oh, yeah. But think about it too, like I think most of the managers that I've come across within finance tend for what I don't know if that's something that's been cultivated or it just ended up happening that way or maybe it is because we are sort of all siloed in what we do but have had to branch out they are really good at not only allowing people and trusting them to to get into these projects but then they're really good at cultivating things that pop up in people um, that may not be like uh, it, it turned out to be that kind of with me and communicating stuff. It would be like, oh, Shannon did a good job on that email, so let's right. see if she can do this. And it all snowballs, but it's because somebody r- recognized, even though that's not your job, let's let's see where that goes. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's going to change your job and we make it something new, but we could use it. I'm going to tell this mm-hmm. podcast, Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. Somebody dies. At the <laughs> Spoilers are off. Brandy, it's an old movie, you guys. I've never seen any of the <laughs> versions. It's a dog. A dog dies. Um, That's even worse. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this room. <laughs> so here's here's my little um, like. We, we have to edit in spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> don't don't listen to this podcast if you haven't watched *The Star Is Born*. Um, 
the little Sally feel good in me <laughs> likes to point out too, like that the times that I've worked on a cross-functional team, I think about the um, the rollout of our travel and expense mm-hmm. products, <laughs> which is Shannon's smiling. Yeah, I'm really leaving. Yeah, because she wasn't on that, but or she was on that, and it was it was with not without its bumps mm-hmm. and. Um, issues but part of the of being on a team like that even with all the bumps and issues is how like now after it's been what two years since we did that yeah even every time I see Sue Clemens who is in our ITS group and who I don't see very often but every time I see her we're, we're like hey and buddy buddy because you did go something through something big and rough yeah in some ways it's together like your word buddies yeah yeah you're <laughs> that's bond- true you really yeah you're bonded by the project itself and the success of it is bonding too in a way that knocking it out in your silo feels more like part of your job that feel, mm-hmm. when you do it as part of a team with other folks it feels a little bit more rewarding mm-hmm. thanks <laughs> and you get cake at the end usually with you yeah there so was that's cake kind of a big reason. there was total i have not been on a team with cake yet so i'm oh, doing it wrong Ooh. there's gonna be a keg at the end of payroll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> count me in <laughs> you aren't on the team <laughs> she, she will be now yeah. so we've had a, a good and funny discussion about cross-functional teams i knew it would be a good time to ask you guys to come back and record with us. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about it that you about working on these teams or things to watch for or hidden um, rewards that you wanted to mention or anything pithy? Yeah, pithy. Pithy. What a word. Bring us the pith. <laughs> I have a joke. <laughs> Tell it. What did Mr. and Mrs. Hamburger name their daughter? Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> okay, it doesn't get any better than that. Thank you for joining us for Finance Matters. You can read more about what finance is up to on the UVA Finance blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com, which we will soon be adding a regular Shannon's Joke Corner. If you've got an idea for a podcast or you know somebody who's doing good cross-functional work here at UVA, please do let us know. You can email myself. You can email Patty. You can tweet us at UVA underscore finance. Patty Marburger. <laughs> oh my That's all for now. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>